Hello, everyone. This is Lisa Carcifero, the 2021 Milk Flandel Peel Chairperson, asking you to join the Bocce Club Restaurant, the Gaspar Family, and WNRI for a breakfast with all proceeds to benefit the Milk Fund. When? Saturday, December 18th from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the Bocce Club Restaurant on 226 St. Louis Avenue. The cost is $10 a person. Please bring all of your family and friends to benefit the Milk Fund Appeal. And your ticket to the Milk Fund Breakfast is available in advance by stopping by WNRI Studios. Tickets, again, only $10. 100% of the proceeds to benefit the Milk Fund. The boats have arrived, so come on down to the Seafood Peddler and check out these values. Swordfish, $14.99. Salmon, $12.99. Cod and Haddock, $11.99 a pound. Steamers, $6.99 a pound. Oysters and Little Necks, $8.99. Stuffed Quahogs, $2.49. Lobster bisque and clam chowder, well, they're $6.99 at the Seafood Peddler. Two convenient locations, $7.99 South Main Street, Bellingham, or Route 1 at 75 Washington Street in Plainville, Massachusetts. You can also check us out on Facebook for all updates and specials. Call today, 508-326-4759 for availability and special orders. Open Thursday, 12 to 6, Friday, 12 to 6, Saturday and Sunday, 12 to 5. Always fresh, never frozen at the Seafood Peddler. It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Upfront program. Today being our Wednesday edition. I'm Roger Bouchard. And uh, we uh, sometimes uh, do open line conversation. We sometimes have people visit with us and chat with us. Today is a visitation day. I uh, reached out to uh, Alan Waters uh, a few weeks ago. And uh, said, uh, would you uh, consider coming on to uh, talk about your campaign for uh, running for Congress against uh, David Cicilline? So here we are, we're right in the 1st Congressional District from Woonsocket down to Newport. And uh, we have a lot of our listeners uh, up here who um, some of them admire David Cicilline and some of them uh, do not. Uh, and um, and some of them don't know what to do. Maybe it's those people who don't know what to do that uh, Alan uh, Waters uh, can then uh, can convince to move it the other way. So let me tell you a little bit about the program. Uh, it's a talk show, and if you want to call in, you're welcome to do that. If you want to talk to uh, Mr. Waters, Alan Waters for Congress, 2022, you can seven six nine zero six hundred seven six six thirteen eighty. And uh, there's plenty of topics uh, that uh, Alan and Roger will be talking about if um, we don't hear from you. So um, it's uh, it's up to you. And then if uh, you don't want to go on the air, let me freshen up the browser here in the studio. Uh, you can uh, send us an email and that'll be upfront at WNRI.com. And if you've got something, a question you want to ask, uh, well, then I'll be happy to read the email and uh, Ask Mr. Waters uh, what he thinks about uh, that question. So, hello. Huh? Welcome to Unsocket, sir. Thank you very much. It's so good to be here. I'm kicking off my campaign with Roger Bouchard. This is great <laughs> stuff. I love this. Well, I love having you here. And uh, it's always great that uh, we uh, have a, a challenger, uh, an alternative, uh, so that people can can weigh things and so forth. 
So um, what brings um, Alan Waters uh, to uh, to this campaign? Uh, we're in, still in 2021, but um, there's a lot of work to do between now and November of 2022. What brought you to the campaign this time around? Well, actually, my campaign started this January. I registered my campaign with the Federal Election Commission. And, uh, you know, America is in trouble. We're so polarized. Uh, uh, liberals, moderates, conservatives, we can't talk to each other anymore. We don't talk to each other anymore. We forget that the goal is the people. The goal is America. We need to grow America. Uh, this is a great country. There's no greater country than the United States of America. We were designed that way. And we're letting it, uh, we're letting it get tarnished with uh, a lot of arguing and a lot of ideology when uh, ultimately... Many of us want the same things. We want safety. We want our children to be educated. We want to retire in dignity. It's all of these things. And I'm really worried about the fact that uh, the American Marxists, the people who want more government control, they want uh, more big government, big government socialism. Uh, this is going to drag us down. Uh, uh, we can see now that... Uh, the uh, current uh, parties in charge, they're just borrowing and spending and uh, creating inflation. We need to stop this, but we're only going to stop this in peace, so we need to stop it in the voting booth. There are so many Democrats in Rhode Island. I'm still uh, a registered Democrat out of respect to my mother who passed away many years ago. The problem uh, with uh, Roger the Democrat, the registered Democrat, me, because mm-hmm. I haven't voted for a Democrat in, in 10 years, and I think that maybe longer. That says something to me about the change of what Democrats uh, stood for, and especially in this particular Congress that we have elected, I don't identify, I can't think of a Democrat except um, maybe that guy from Virginia or something, that senator from Virginia. I can't think of a Democrat that that means anything uh, to me. It seems to me that might be uh, your calling card uh, into uh, into David Cicilline's uh, sec- uh, first congressional district seat. Democrats not relating to the current Democrats who are in power. What do you think about that, Alan? Well, in order for me to win... Uh, I'm reaching out for what I call the traditional Democrats, the people who love America, the believe, people who believe in free enterprise. But they also have, they care about the working man. They care about the common man. They want to make sure that uh, uh, fewer people fall through the cracks in this society because the world is hard. And so without those Democrats in the world, I'm a black man. And uh, I'm fair-skinned, uh, but I've always just considered myself black. And without, you know... Uh, uh, some of the social change that went on, especially in the 60s, that the Democrats were part of, some of them went kicking and screaming because a lot of uh, we had a lot of Southern Democrats at that time. But the most important thing is uh, we finally got it done. But uh, during the civil rights legislation, uh, there were more Democrats in Congress, but uh, more Republicans voted for it as a percentage. Uh, so we can't count the Republicans out without them. Uh, we wouldn't have that social change as well. But I always expected uh, fiscally responsible Democrats. I mean, the last time this country had a balanced budget uh, or at least didn't have any debt, that was under Bill Clinton. So uh, come on, Democrats, bring that back. I think of uh, Pelosi and I think of Schumer and I think of David Cicilline. These are hardcore um, Democrats uh, to uh, to the left uh, have have you spoken to anybody uh, out there who 
who says, I just don't identify with the Democrats anymore? Well, I'll tell you, um, um, I do. And I'm really worried about the people like yourself who are businessmen who have and business and business women uh, who are trying to profit. And, uh, you know, without free enterprise, uh, this country is nowhere. You know, free enterprise is the key out of poverty. There's a lot of folks that uh, think that the government is supposed to be their uh, uh, their benefactor. But the answer is no. It is good education. It's solid jobs. It's good businesses to hire people, uh, at least uh, with Donald Trump. And Donald Trump had his uh, issues, no doubt about it, especially sometimes the way that he may have behaved. But one thing he did was he believed in making sure that the economy was strong and we had a lower unemployment. Uh, but uh, sadly, especially that's been exacerbated by this uh, uh, coronavirus pandemic and the lockdowns and the uh, taking away of liberties, uh, you know, we're in a real tough spot economically. And that's why when you look at the gasoline prices, out of, it's out of whack. When you go in, sometimes I pick up a piece of steak at the, at the supermarket and I see $14 a pound. I turn it around and I just put it back down and go keep going down the line. It's hamburger for me. But anyway, uh, uh, that, those are the type of things. So we need to uh, uh, find those. Uh, the Democratic Party, I feel, is lost because they're chasing the Marxists, they're chasing the progressives, the most radical left of the party, Roger. They're, they're chasing them. Uh, the politicians are chasing them. And this is not good. Our country uh, is not a socialist country. We're a free enterprise liberty land. Can't figure out why they're chasing that, um, that ideology. Uh, but that's for them to explain later on down the line. Uh, before we uh, grab a phone call, um, so let's get a little better background as to who Alan Waters is. We heard you speak about why you're um, coming into this congressional race in the 1st Congressional District. But uh, what do you do? Where would you come from? Oh, I'm so glad that you asked. Roger, I'm 65 years old. Um, I've had a career uh, in financial services. Uh, you know, uh, as uh, uh, Ronald Reagan said, trust but verify. You can go on uh, FINRA, F-I-N-R-A, broker check, Alan R. Waters, Alan Rodney Waters. You can see what I've done for the last 30 years or so. Uh, but for the last six years, I got interested in politics. But who am I? I'm a fourth-generation Rhode Islander, fourth-generation resident of Providence. Uh, I've had people, uh, I know Woodsocket has a lot of uh, French here, uh, and people that might uh, uh, speak that language. Uh, we had some French Creoles come from um, the uh, West Indies, I believe it was Martinique, and somehow they migrated to Providence. Why Providence? In the late 1800s. And so, uh, yeah, my people have been here. My father's mother was born in uh, Rhode Island in 1903. So I'm a resident of Providence, Rhode Island. I went to Providence Public Schools, Gilbert Stewart, kindergarten through eighth grade, classical high school, University of Rhode Island. Well, what does that mean? It means that I am the community. I very much can relate. I'm not an elite. I've, uh, 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 I'm very much in the same neighborhood that I grew up in, and I'm a man of the people. Uh, I have five children. I'm a family man, and uh, uh, for people who want someone who has common sense solutions and mainstream values, I'm that. You know, a lot of people are crying for that because we need someone that 
that relates to the regular man and woman who is just trying to make their way in America as safely as possible, raise their children, uh, and hopefully build wealth enough so that they can retire in dignity. If you're uh, just joining us here on the Upfront program, our guest today, by invitation, I called him. I, uh, I got an email from uh, probably one of your supporters out there saying, did you know... <laughs> <laughs> that Alan Waters is running for uh, Congress in the 1st Congressional District. I did not know. I called Alan, and here he is today, and uh, I'm sure he'll be here a few more times as we make our way to November of 2022. All right, if you want to talk with Alan, you can. Let's uh, press a button here and uh, see if uh, somebody has a question or a statement. Hi, how are you doing today? Hi, good morning, Roger. Good morning, Mr. Waters. I, Mr. Waters, I have a question. So... As you've probably seen, there's been a lot of press around this issue with uh, school boards or parents of school boards targeted by the FBI. Now, um, it seems it seems the Department of Justice has not backed off from that. It seems like they seem to apologize, but they're not retracting, and it seems like they're going to be going forward with that. So um, I feel like you see things 20 years ago. There was concerns about the Patriot Act. And to the Democrats' credit, a lot of the Democrats question the Patriot Act. They say, we need to be careful with this because it's going to get turned inward on the American people. Right now, it might just be for tracking Osama bin Laden. Or, And sure enough, the Democrats were actually right about it. Twenty years later, we're seeing the Patriot Act turned in on parents who are at school board meetings, right? So uh, now Republicans are the ones who have picked up that mantle and said, hey, you know what? This is not okay. What is your opinion on where do you think the Department of Justice should be setting their priorities? Do you think this is an issue? Should they back off immediately? And what do you think about the Patriot Act in general? Is it too broad? Is it too narrow? Should we completely reform it? I look forward to your answer, sir. Thank you very much. Well, first of all, I believe that parents matter. I believe that children matter. I uh, support uh, school choice in Rhode Island. So I'm, uh, I believe that uh, currently the cabal between the uh, uh, Democrats, the, the labor unions, um, and uh, uh, a lot of the elected officials and unelected appointed uh, people like superintendents and head of education departments. But back to the point, um, it's time for parents in Rhode Island, whether you're in the inner city, the suburbs, or the countryside, to wake up because people in, uh, that are in school boards, uh, and especially in a deep blue state, it's so interconnected that these people think that they're supposed to be raising our children and they know better than the parents themselves. And we need to stop it. So it doesn't matter what party you're in. It just matters that you care about your children and that public education belongs to the people and not to the cabal. And that said, um, uh, listen, the federal government turning on its people isn't that a warning sign that things have gone too far? I can't really speak that much on the Patriot Act in a deep way, so I won't go on the Patriot Act itself, but um, we need to stop the Attorney General of the United States. We need to freeze that action, and for the people in law enforcement, uh, they need to come correct in terms of, wait a minute, I know you're supposed to do what they tell you to do, but this is America. Don't turn on the people. And so, yes, I'm a Republican, but I'm an independent. I'm more of a classical liberal. I'm more of a libertarian. Uh, but I'm definitely wearing a red tie, and I'm not a gutless Republican. And I stand with other Republicans to stop uh, America turning on its people through the Attorney General. 
Thank you, sir, for your comment, and uh, we appreciate your call. We'll go on to another call. This is the Upfront Program. Our guest is Alan Waters, and uh, he will be uh, in the race for Congress in the 1st Congressional District, and uh, he is running against um, the person we've already mentioned a number of times already. <laughs> All right, let's take another call. Welcome to the Upfront Program. Hi. Good morning. Good morning, Alan. Good morning. And I consider myself to be a conservative and a libertarian, and as as such, what do you think of Donald Trump, and will you be able to work with him when he becomes elected again? Well, listen, uh, Donald Trump, uh, I voted for him twice, uh, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm an issue-by-issue person, so if I agree with your policies... I'm with you. I'll support you. If you're a Democrat and I agree with your policies, uh, I think it's hard to find these days uh, uh, the, uh, the sink between that. But working with Donald Trump, well, first of all, he's got to be president again. The question is, what is he going to do in the background when he's not in president? You know, is he going to support uh, the uh, all uh, Republicans? Uh, uh, you know, what's he going to do? But the short answer is, is that um, if he becomes president again, I work with the president in order to uh, better not only the American people, but what can I do for the people in Rhode Island, you know, and such. And if it's a Democrat president, the answer is I'm going to work with that president, but I'm not going to change my values. I'm not going to flip over. Uh, I'm going to stay strong as a uh, liberty Republican. And this is uh, who I am. So uh, if Donald Trump uh, is not making any sense, uh, I'll let the president know in a polite way. I like that answer very much. Have a good day. Thank you. God bless. This is the Upfront WNRI as a radio station, and Alan Waters is our guest. But it is uh, break time. We're going to uh, do a few commercials, and uh, we'll begin with uh, one of our uh, charitable uh, endeavors, uh, making sure that we sell a lot of uh, tickets for a beautiful milk, f- uh, excuse me, for a beautiful um, uh, new beginnings uh, f- Basket. This uh, basket is at Belo's Flowers right here on uh, Diamond Hill Road here in Woonsocket. Here's the story. The following message is from Belo's Flowers. It's time for the 2021 Christmas Raffle Basket to be awarded on Christmas Eve of this year. There's so much in this basket. Over $1,000 worth of items from a toaster to hats and gloves that are hand-knitted and puzzles and all kinds of other things, including a stuffed animal and also a slow cooker and many more items in this basket worth $1,064.73. All proceeds, of course, go to the New Beginning Soup Kitchen tickets are a dollar or six for five dollars and available at Belos on Diamond Hill Road. Come on in and take a look at the basket. Remember, over 73,000 meals were served in the last five years by New Beginning Soup Kitchen. So buy your ticket as soon as possible and be eligible for the Christmas Eve drawing. Again, the Christmas raffle basket is on display at Belos Flowers on Diamond Hill Road. Merry Christmas to all from Belos. The go-to place for authentic Italian dining is Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. Over 20 Italian dishes made to order from our menu or experience our Sicilian-style pizza. Build your own while you choose from your veggies, meats, and cheeses. And, of course, our traditional family-style chicken dinner is offered every day. Savini's Pomodoro on Rathbun Street with affordable accommodations for weddings, birthdays, anniversaries, and business meetings. Close Mondays open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 4, Friday, Saturdays, and 
open Sundays at noon. For reservations, call 762-5114. That's 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar, 476 Rathbun Street, Woonsocket. Hi, this is Gina Savini, inviting you to join us at our family-owned businesses, Savini's or Ciro's, perfect for any event. And we want to remind you that Savini's, um, their soup bar and salad bar, are now opened and safely opened, too, with all kinds of uh, safety uh, precautions to make sure that when you're enjoying a salad bar, a soup bar, that you enjoy it and enjoy it in a healthy way. That's uh, Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen Bar. They'll be open at 4 today. And we also want to remind you that uh, they have gift cards. So if you're looking for uh, something that uh, will please the recipient, a nice gift card from Savini's Pomodoro, or Ciro's for that matter, will fill the bill. Next is Wright's Dairy Farm and Bakery for your holiday enjoyment. And we've got a number of things that we're featuring. Of course, we have our Farm Fresh Eggnog available all through the holiday season. And our famous rum balls that uh, people have come to enjoy so much from Wright's is now available daily for the holiday season. And we're now featuring... Bush de Noel. Now, if you love chocolate, this is the cake for you. Our Bush de Noel is a chocolate sponge cake rolled in a light chocolate filling and then covered with chocolate ganache. And it's available now through New Year's Day. Bush de Noel, one of the favorites from Wright's Dairy Farm and Bakery. And our seasonal cupcakes are now available. This year we've got eggnog or red velvet. Try them both. And the last thing I want to mention is the Wright's Mini Christmas Platter, now available. This includes uh, some eclairs, Bush de Noel slices, red velvet cupcakes, cheesecake squares, lemoncello squares, and mocha sandwich cookies. Will this be part of your Christmas dessert spread? I certainly hope so, especially if I'm visiting your house. We're Wright's Dairy Farm and Bakery. And you'll find us at 200 Woonsocket Hill Road, just over the Woonsocket line in North Smithfield. Like to uh, phone in and order so uh, you can pick it up and have it all ready for you. 767-3014. 767-3014 for Wright's Dairy Farm and Bakery. All right, we have uh, time for one more advertisement uh, in uh, this segment. And then we'll be back to uh, the Upfront program with our special guest. Scott McGee of REMAX Properties brings his years of real estate experience to you, whether buying or selling. Check out this property currently on the market from the McGee team. Well, Scott McGee uh, has properties all over the greater Woonsocket area. And today we're going to Buxton Street in North Smithfield with our property of the day. If you'd like to do a drive-by, we're at 433 Buxton Street. And we're looking at a nice, um, nice house. Uh, so it's a cape, and it is at 364.9. And uh, Scott McGee says, uh, this is a cute-as-a-button property located on one of the original quiet farm roads in the center of North Smithfield. And yet convenient to all the amenities, shoppings, and restaurants that you want. Less than a mile from 146 in Massachusetts. Easy alternate Highway accents, uh, access, and the first floor master bedroom has uh, two um, uh, two bedrooms up and a nice spread out. So there's a total of three bedrooms in this property. In a yard big enough 
for your basketball, kickball, or whatever sport you want to play. And uh, maybe uh, a swimming pool, too, if uh, you wish. It's at 433 Buxton Street in North Smithfield. I hope you'll check it out. Scott McGee, you can reach him at 639-2906. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right, we've been doing this since 1983. I, I think we've got it down to a science here on the program. Uh, welcome back to our program. Our guest today is Alan Waters, and he is running for Congress, First Congressional District. And we're going to jump all over the place now with uh, some of the uh, issues of the day. Uh, before we got on the air, we were ch- chatting about vaccines, mandates, and so forth. Uh, the governor is going to have a news conference today. Um, do you see, uh, first of all, do you see the uh, COVID thing as uh, a congressional issue going into the 2022 campaign? Or do you see it as uh, basically something that Dan McKee uh, has to worry about and nothing a congressman has to put uh, his mark on? Well, uh, one of the things as the uh, next congressman for the uh, first congressional district in Rhode Island, uh, uh, yes, you're sending me to Congress. You will send me to Congress, but uh, I'm always coming back home. I'm always going to be active. I'm not going to be in any particular lane because the people of Rhode Island need a fighter. And I'm going to use my office uh, in order to uh, fight for all the people of Rhode Island to make sure that the governor's office, as well as the General Assembly, is moving along, is doing the right thing. It's push and pull and tug. But back to uh, COVID, well, listen, it is a state issue. And there's a lot of states that are doing well without all the lockdowns and mandates. And Rhode Island needs to get wise to that. Uh, Think about it. Governor McKee was not voted in. He was basically sort of ported because uh, Gina Raimondo left. So he doesn't really have the mandate of the people. So I would like Governor McKee to know that uh, uh, it's time to open up Rhode Island and leave it open because we have, most of us are vaccinated. Uh, And uh, even the mask mandates, uh, you you need to be wise to that because even the federal government, the FDA, says they weren't built for airborne filtration. They were just built uh, perhaps for uh, large droplets, like you don't want your surgeon or doctor uh, having his saliva on you uh, while you're being operated on. So they've been using it in the wrong context. But back to Governor McKee and uh, even the, the, the lady who's the department, head of the Department of Health, uh, they need to let go. They're encroaching on our freedom uh, and our liberty and all the businesses that they've crushed uh, Gene Raimondo crushed during the uh, pandemic. You know, you try, they're trying to save lives, but they don't really, they haven't been able to save them. People are still dying and they're vaccinated. But they've crushed businesses and livelihoods. And there's so many people that uh, don't know which way to go. So we need leadership. Emailer, good morning, Roger and Mr. Waters. I'll be voting for Mr. Waters against David Cicilline, whom, in my opinion, uh, needs to go. I'll be putting stickers on my car, pass out flyers, or put a sign in my yard. I thought I would help. I'll even put a billboard there or some kind of a sign. Good luck, Mr. Waters. Thank you for running. And this is a woman who... uh, sends emails uh, from time to time to our talk show and signs her name Sandra LaFrance and so thank you Sandra and I'll forward uh, your 
email to uh, Mr. Waters so he can get in touch with you and put that sign there. Good. I'd like to take a moment. <laughs> that is so wonderful. It's making me smile. Thank you so much. Uh, but uh, for those who are listening, uh, my web address is Alan, A-L-L-E-N-R. My middle name is Rodney. Alan R. Waters, one T, dot com. And uh, you can email me at info at alanrwaters.com. I'll get the message and uh, I will respond. Uh, you can go on the website uh, to make a contribution to the campaign, but you also can go to uh, volunteer or just send me an email because we're lining it up. The big year is coming and the wave uh, people are upset that soccer moms are back, and the soccer moms are upset what's happening to their children in schools and just the way that the governments have been behaving. So uh, I think this is an opportunity now for us to make history and uh, thank uh, David Cicilline for his service. And it's time for some new blood and some new ideas. All right, uh, 769-0600, Up front at WNRI.com is our email address. And uh, Mr. Uh, Alan Waters is with us, and we're talking about the race for Congress. And, you know, one of the things that you brought in is a separate piece of, uh, of uh, campaign literature. So it's about fair taxes, and you go into great detail on both sides of this piece of literature, suggesting to me as a question, Roger, that uh, Alan Waters uh, have, feels that maybe there might be some problems with our uh, our tax system, and I know you're uh, out of a financial background, so here's a, here's a chance to go right into the field that you know about. Well, thank you very much. Well, first of all, I want the people to know that I signed the Grover Norquist Pledge, Americans for Tax Reform, uh, ATR.org, I believe, or could be .com, uh, because... Uh, in Congress, I support not raising taxes on businesses and the people. We need to keep taxes low because that is a, there's a definite relationship with lower taxes and a better economy for all. But I believe in tax reform. We're talking about severe tax reform. So all the business people that are listening right now, I believe not only in holding the taxes, I believe in eliminating the federal income tax. 1913, the federal income tax uh, was enacted, uh, and that's uh, Amendment, the 16th Amendment. It's time to put that to bed. It's time to reverse that. And so I support the Fair Tax Act, H.R. 25, in Congress. I've signed a pledge to support that when I become the next congressman uh, in uh, 2023. What is that? It's replace the federal income tax. No federal income tax for businesses or individuals. Replace it with a national retail sales tax but on only new goods and services so use goods and services no federal sales tax uh, rebate that sales tax every month so whether you're very affluent uh, moderate or you're a poor individual the answer is every month all Americans, all eligible uh, citizens or residents in this country will receive a rebate of that sales tax up to the poverty level so it doesn't hurt the poor but lastly, here's the big one. Close the Internal Revenue Service. Can you imagine life? We can't imagine it. We can't imagine life without the federal income tax. We can't imagine life without a federal income tax code. I want it to all go away. We can fund this country on our consumption and not on our income. So what do you mean by funded on consumption? You mean... Uh... The revenue that would come in to make the country run would come from us... Uh, put it this way, 40% of the American people don't even pay income tax. 
And then when you think about, I mean, this is Rhode Island. When you think about the black market, now sometimes black market is legal businesses, and then there's a lot of illegal businesses. But we got billions and billions of money that doesn't ever get taxed at all because it's off the grid. But uh, whether you pay income tax or not, sooner or later, everybody's got to go to the bodega. And that means... You're going to when you're buying things, whether it's TVs, whether it's whether it's services, that's when you pay, uh, and it's a sales tax, so it's not an income tax. So no longer are we going to be burdened with filing taxes, and all the business people they don't have to be an agent of the IRS collecting income taxes on their employees. It would just be gone. I don't know why I should be concerned up here in Rhode Island, but I am. I don't live in New Mexico or. Arizona or Texas, but um, people are streaming into this country that uh, are not wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're not. Think about this yeah. for a moment. Let's talk about uh, the immigration crisis. Uh, let's talk about the border. S- counted over two million people have come across the borders. Now, you know, the left, the radical left, the progressives, the socialists, they have made the issue of race sensitive. But I'm a black man, I'm a light-skinned, but I'm a brown-skinned man. I'm not worried about brown-skinned people coming across the border. But we have so many nations from all over the world using our southern border uh, as a gateway to get into this country. And, you know, how dangerous is it? The role of the federal government is the government and the state governments is to protect the American people. And here we are punishing people, telling them that they have to lose their jobs uh, if they're not vaccinated. You can't go places without these foolish masks that actually don't work that well. But, uh, you know, uh, but back to the point, uh, how dangerous is it just on a public health to have all these people not being uh, uh, tested uh, for COVID when we're all so so COVID uh, beat down in a way, you know, because uh, it's endemic now. It's not going to go away. It's going to be like a lot of other things. Uh, so that's bad. But also what I worry about, Roger, is this. Uh, there are a lot of good people that want to come to America and do the right thing. But without the filters, without legal immigration, what we are doing, and it's just statistics, is we're letting in uh, criminals. We're letting in spies. We're letting in terrorists and that just happens to be so uh this is one of the worst things that have happened to america certainly in this century is this unfiltered uh immigration into this country and it goes right on the desk of the president and the ineffective vice president and not one not one of our congressional delegation roger speak up for the people of Rhode Island, the American people, they are quiet. David Cicilline is quiet. This is when you're supposed to speak up. This is when you represent your district and not the Democratic Party. We have a caller waiting, so uh, you have the earphones on, so we'll press the button in and we'll see what uh, you have to say about uh, anything to Mr. Uh, Alan Waters. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. Roger. Yeah, speak, please. Oh, oh, okay. Listen, yeah. I, I've got the radio in the kitchen. I've yeah. got the thing in my freaking ear. Hey, Mr. Waters. Um, Hello. I don't... <laughs> I just heard you say that you are a brown person. Well, I don't care, and most 
most people who are independents or Trump supporters really don't care about race. They have been uh, wrongly painted as racists. So I'm listening to you. I'm impressed by your stand. Immigration, here are the three things that made me a Trump supporter. I was originally a Ben Carson. Number two was Marco Rubio. And number three, well, there I was with Trump. So, and I, and I got to really like Trump. Not as a person. I don't know him as a person. Here are the three things that I was concerned about. Number one, illegal invasion. And I think I coined that phrase, but who knows if somebody wants to check my... Uh, my Twitter account, they can. Number two, the rise of China, because I was a history teacher. I know what happened to China in the mid-19th century when the British were dominant all over the world. The sun never sets on the British Empire. And number three, respect for law and order. And I can disagree with you on minutiae about a lot of things. Those are my three issues. And you sound as though, by the way, I, I knew Dave Cicilline years ago. He used to come into a place where I worked. Nice kid at the time. Um, as I've said before, he's gay, he's part Jewish and part Italian. That's hard to beat in the state of Rhode Island. I have no problem with the person. But his policies and the Dem Socialists are leading us right down the path that leads to a cliff. So I hope somebody's trying to get me. It's so annoying. All right. So let's, anyway, uh, I, wish you, I wish you a lot of luck, and I will do whatever I can to further your cause. Join us. Join us. We need, this is a grassroots organization, and uh, at some point... Um, there are a lot of things we can agree on. And one thing we can agree on is moving America forward. I am afraid that we have gone too far, too deep with American Marxism and communism in this country. And a lot of people don't see it because it creeps on them. But it's there. And if you make yourself aware of it, especially in the schools, especially in the colleges and universities, that's where we're losing. A lot of our children have not been taught real history. They've been taught and indoctrinated, and it's very scary. Thank you for your call, and you're on the Upfront program on WNRI. Here's an emailer, uh, uh, and I just want to footnote this email because uh, this uh is a reference to something that's popular here in Woonsocket that you may not be aware of. But during local campaigns, Alan, some of the people who are running for mayor or city council school committee, what they do is they go to the high-rises here in the city and they have chicken dinners. Chicken dinners are very popular here in Woonsocket, family-style chicken dinners. We have a whole bunch of restaurants that serve it. So this guy is uh, sending the email just wondering if Alan plans to buy chicken dinners for the old people in the high-rises because it is important to be liked. And he goes on to say, Alan, remember important issues that impact people's lives daily are not what gets you elected in Rhode Island. He's almost like saying you're going to have to buy some chicken dinners instead of radio ads, you know? Well, first of all, I love a good chicken dinner. And although it's not here in Woodsocket, uh, uh, Wright's Farm is the classic Rhode Island yes, uh, uh, chicken is. dinner. So the answer is uh, I just wrote that down in my book. It is already part of uh, my campaign uh, in this area. So, uh, yes, 
I will, and I'm looking forward. Uh, you know, I'm on Medicare. I understand already. So uh, I went on Medicare in January. So uh, I'm a, I'm a junior senior, but I'm with uh, all of the people that, uh, and I can't wait to get out and uh, tell. Listen, uh, I'm tall. Good-looking guy, straight, uh, family man, you know. It's a different look than Davis is a lady. So, yeah, I'm ready to buy some chicken and let the people meet me. Okay. Thank you. All right, let's go to one more uh, phone call here before we uh, take a break. Hello there. What's your comment for Alan this morning? Good morning, sir. First of all, I would like to say that I like a lot of what you've been saying this morning, and I think it resonates with many people. But I do have a question. You were talking about um, changing the tax system and what have you, and what you're talking about sounds a lot like the value-added tax that's used throughout Europe, especially in Scandinavia. And the only problem with the Scandinavian system is they have a very high income tax rate as well as a value-added tax. So in order to uh, support all their social programs, and we're getting more and more, whether people want to admit it to themselves or not, like Scandinavia, in that we're, we're getting more and more supplying all these services to people. So um, uh, may, I, may I interject uh, quickly? Sure. Um, for, there's two stages to it. First, uh, who knows if we can uh, eliminate uh, the federal income tax, but I do believe and I do support not raising income tax. So whether it's individuals, it doesn't matter your income level or your wealth, but especially on the business people, I believe that we need to live within their means. I support a budget a balanced amendment to the Constitution, a real one. But back to the point, it's not a value-added tax. It's literally the revenue is going to come in from just our retail purchases on only new goods and services. Okay, but, well, that essentially is a value-added tax, my friend. But the other thing I wanted to say, though, is that before the First World War, everything was funded in this country by tariffs. And then the income tax was implemented to pay for the First World War. I think the First World War has been paid for many times over. But I appreciate what you stand for. And if you can keep going, I think that this will be a very good alternative. Thank you. You have a good day. Thank you. Thank you for your call. And if you're uh, uh, willing to uh, question Mr. Waters, you can at 769-0600. We would love to uh, hear from you. One of the topics uh, that I wanted to um, to bring out, and there's so many of them, is um, defense of our country. And uh, you can see what happened with Afghanistan earlier uh, in the year uh, with, uh, with the President of the United States and how that got botched. And uh, I think that some people feel that United States and its national defense... Uh, uh, is in jeopardy and i was wondering if you felt that way and and where your stand is on defending the usa well first of all i believe in american exceptionalism i believe that we were we are number one in this world by design by our constitution and our judeo-christian values the role maybe the number one role of the federal government of the government of the state governments of government itself is to protect the american people from both foreign and domestic threat. We get a lot of domestic threat right now, especially with these uh, uh, rogue uh, attorney generals in, in different states. But back to the point at hand, um, we need to, uh, you know, I support uh, a strong 
national defense. We have to have that. There are people in there. There are countries in this world that that just want to destroy us. Although they could probably destroy us from within more than they could destroy us without with this communism thing. But back to the point. I believe in a strong national defense. And Afghanistan was an embarrassment, in a stain on our history that we had. We walked away from the people we're supporting. And I like to say, we'll keep it simple because it's on the ground. What about the Afghan women? What about, you know, what if we're in a country where our women are free to grow and, uh, and, to, and to be what they want to be? And here, these, the women are being uh, suppressed. We left billions of dollars of arms on the ground. It's a disaster. It's an embarrassment. And many countries such as Russia and China and others Iran, they look at us as weak. We need to have a strong president and we need to have a strong presence. But we also need a Pentagon that's auditable because we waste a lot of money on the swamp in the Pentagon. Money. Talking about money, uh, I have the feeling that uh, David Cicilline has more in his war chest than you do. Uh, can we make that assumption? <laughs> the answer is yes, and he always will. But let's say that this past November, uh, when when we know in uh, uh, Virginia, uh, governor and uh, 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 lieutenant governor and a uh, uh, attorney general uh, helped turn the state a little bit more red. But there was this one man in New Jersey, this truck driver, who beat the Democrat Senate president of New Jersey and spent only $150. Rhode Island is 40 by 50 miles. And this is one state where you don't have to take a plane, you don't have to take a train to get to the other side of the state. This is a foot patrol. And if David Cicilline wants to get out there, when people see he's out there, and he's, they, but he's, they're going to see that I'm out there first because we're going to draw David out. And the answer is uh, uh, he may have a lot of money, but you can have too much money in Rhode Island putting your advertisements on Channel 10 and 12, et cetera. So uh, we're not, we're not, please contribute to alanrwaters.com, but let me tell you what. Uh, we're not, we don't need as much because the people want change, and they're going to vote for me. I know it. I can feel it. The wave is coming into Rhode Island. Will you challenge David Cicilline to a debate? Will he accept if you challenge him? Quite frankly, um, if it gets to the point where I'm polling so well and the people are shifting to Alan Waters for Congress and uh, he'll ask to debate me because one thing for sure is David Cicilline knows how to talk. He, uh, you know, he uh, can be a truth bender. How about that? A truth bender. And uh, uh, that would be a tough debate. And I wouldn't want to go in with someone who's an experienced attorney. But the answer is, if it gets to that, sure. But if I'm if I'm doing that well, he'll want to debate me, and I'll probably say, go away, David. I don't need to debate you. I'm going to win this race. Back in a moment on the Upfront program, and we'll uh, get our uh, final uh, words from uh, Alan. But we want to tell you about the Honey Shop, one of our favorite stores here in the area. First of all, a couple of notes. The Honey Shop will be having um, their open house this coming Saturday. And uh, I'm told, according to my Facebook sources, but, you know, it's on Facebook, so you have to be careful whether you believe it or not, that Mr. Grinch has confirmed that he'll be at the Honey Shop on Saturday, December 18th from uh, 
until, uh, excuse me, is it 1.30? Um, I'm going to check that uh, when he's going to be at the honey shop. But anyway, he's going to be there this coming uh, weekend. And they have their uh, holiday open house at the honey shop. And 1.30 to 3 o'clock is uh, when he's going to be there. And it's open house this uh, weekend at the honey shop. And we also have some uh, good specials uh, going on. But we also want to remind you that if you're Christmas shopping, and this is probably the time you're doing it, if you're looking for real unique gifts, remember that um, we can put together a basket or a box and customize it to the person you're giving it to. And we've got so many things to um, to offer, like um, desserts, uh, fudge and cookies and cakes and breads and bagels and delicious meals, new foods and desserts every week. Of course, we have... Um, Handcrafted jewelry, essential oils, fragrance oils, skin care products. You can see how this basket could come together for the person that you know personally. You'll find the Honey Shop at uh, Upper Park Avenue, 1300 Park Avenue. And uh, you can see our gourmet foods and our health foods and our natural remedies. And um, we manufacture and sell all our natural honey foods, too. Honey Shop, open house this weekend saturday at the uh honey shop but of course you can go there today because uh, we're open all the time at the honey shop on park avenue in woonsocket another place that's open uh, tonight and even at noontime for lunch or for dinner it's grumpy's of bellingham enjoyable dining all your favorite pickup order to go from grumpy's restaurant in bellingham open seven days a week with a great luncheon menu starting at just $5.99 and a little full menu from burgers to steaks to seafood and great italian dishes including tasty pizzas one of the best menus in the area hungry today or tonight well come on in and enjoy friendly service reasonable prices and great food at grumpy's Call ahead for a pickup order or place a reservation to dine in at 508-883-0101. Grumpy's, 190 Pulaski Boulevard in Bellingham. Grubhub delivery available. Now remember around um, Monday through Thursday, so this is Wednesday, so you can get it. The Monday through Thursday after uh, 4 o'clock, you can enjoy our $10 meal special. The way that works is when you sit down at Grumpy's, we give you our regular menu. And then... We give you what we call the $10 dinner specials. There's four or five of them offered every night by the chef. And uh, I uh, recently picked one up by, this is not tonight's menu, but to give you an idea of what you can get for $10 at Grumpy's when they hand the menu to you. Uh, chicken cacciatore, $10 with your selection of pasta. Baked manicotti, house-made marinara. Uh, veal parmesan. With either uh, uh, penne or angel hair pasta. Homemade lasagna with garlic bread. Or roast beef au jus with two homemade sides. That's just an example of one of the dinner special menus. It's going to be different tonight. And if you uh, don't see anything on that menu that you care for, well then look at the regular menu. And uh, there's so many other uh, goodies too. Now remember Grumpy's is open on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights now till midnight for your convenience. Gift cards available. Grumpy's in South Bellingham, Massachusetts. Make it your favorite destination for dining tonight. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. 
All right, the panel is Roger, and uh, the guest today is uh, Alan Waters, and we're almost out of time. So let's make believe that somebody just dialed in and didn't hear a word you said in the whole show. Uh, and you're knocking on a door, and uh, they open the door, and there's Alan Waters. What's going to be your basic message to the people as you campaign? Well, let me tell you. As Alan Waters for Congress, um, what I'm offering is a uh, um, regular American candidate, a uh, regular Rhode Islander offering common sense solutions. Uh, I appeal to mainstream values. I believe we must grow the economy. We have to preserve our American culture and we have to protect the American people. And we need someone that actually represents us and not the elites and not their party, but represents the people of Rhode Island. And so, therefore, I am change. Uh, I uh, think independently, and I think that uh, uh, we need to protect our families. We need to protect our children in schools, uh, and uh, we need to keep our taxes low. Uh, and we need to help protect the businesses, uh, keep their taxes low, and, and uh, uh, we want to uh, uh, have less regulation so that they can thrive and uh, bring push money to our communities through employment and uh, their investments. So I'm excited about this. And if they really want someone uh, who's just not part of the system and want a, a, a regular American, a regular Rhode Islander, this is their chance for change. I am change. I'm Alan Waters for Congress, and uh, you can volunteer and support me at alanrwaters.com. Next time you're here, I'm going to ask you to speak on, we don't have time for it, but one of our talk show hosts is big on school choice, and I was reading some of your literature on school choice, and um, so we'll get to that uh, in another interview, but he'll be very happy with your thinking there. I support school choice, Roger. All right. Thank you for joining us, uh, Alan. And uh, we'll um, talk again real soon. And uh, I, I have to tell you, you got to get on the campaign trail. Are you willing to do that? I'm, uh, I'm starting right now. So uh, here we go. And uh, uh, people are going to uh, see me, meet me, hear me. Uh, and we'll look eyeball to eyeball. And uh, that's going to make the difference. See you later, everybody. This has been WNRI's Upfront. Presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket.